You're listening to Good Lad Unscripted with your host. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. We've got Anna Tigre, my gorgeous, beautiful supermodel. You super? We can call you a supermodel, right? I'm. I have superpowers, so that <laughs> superpowers, qualifies. Yeah. <laughs> Those little toilet paper rolls that or, Katie yes, you're supposed yes, to put on yes, your wrist. My wrists, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, been a crazy week. Last week we had three birthdays. Last week we had Emma. Our daughter, she yeah. turned four. She turned four. You turned 45, and yeah. Elaine turned 56. I know. All in We're the same all week. all like just a year apart. All in the same week. But by, <laughs> by the last birthday, Elaine was complaining about too much cake. I think she felt fat. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as too much and cake. And I say okay? that just because I'll find out if she's been listening to our podcast or not. <laughs> <laughs> you know she isn't. She got better yeah. things to do. <laughs> I'll just sit there and smile. <laughs> but uh, we've had some other events, Anna. I, I guess this is our big coming out uh, podcast. Here, <laughs> we right? had, yeah, some, big. you know little life-changing event nothing big (laughs) on our last podcast uh and i should probably pull up the soundbite maybe i shouldn't i don't think i'll humiliate myself any further you made a prophecy well i made a point and what i said is no more kids right (laughs) i said this is it no what you said i said said, you know i wouldn't mind another kid and then you said something else Like, oh, but there's no situation that, you know, you would actually like fit into our family. Okay. And we're going to talk now. And then I said, Terry, you just shot yourself (laughs) on the foot because what has happened every time you say anything, that I'm not going to do this, (laughs) that never will this happen. Um, We got off that podcast. I edited it, posted it, and it was nap time. So we... We, when the kids go down and we're tired, if we don't get a lot of sleep for some reason, we nap when they nap. We had a very brief nap. I think it was, was it interrupted by a phone call? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it we got a phone call. Probably an hour after we finished the podcast. From uh, one of the workers, one of the very, very good workers yep. that, that we've dealt with over A supervisor. Over the time. She's a supervisor and she's absolutely incredible. Um, but she called us about a little boy. <laughs> Just like I said. Literally right after I ran my mouth in that podcast, called us about a little boy. The little boy's name is Cole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he uh, needs a home. And I, I don't know, do we want to go into... The story? Yeah, well, long story short, Cole's got a home. He arrived here yesterday. <laughs> long story short, <laughs> Cole is our fourth and last child. Yes, our fourth and last child. And uh, and due to his circumstances, he is uh, available to be adopted. Anna and I have agreed to be an adoptive resource. So there's a six-month waiting period after you. That's just a procedure, yeah. Yeah, it's just a standard procedure in Nevada. So um, we the clock started ticking yesterday. Yeah. How do you feel about the whole thing? Now when we got him here, and he's he's the most, <laughs> he's the sweetest, most he's incredible. He's nineteen months old. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and the big thing with that is, like, I thought Katie, Emma, and Comain were little, s- little. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then he showed up. And because in my mind, I see them as like little guys, little yeah. guys. Right. And, and, and we he forget, shows up right? and he's like a year and a half old in diapers, you yeah. know, not really saying that much and into everything. <laughs> and just and, waddling around. Yeah, just waddling around <laughs> happy. Right. And, and, uh, and and so I'm 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 looking at this thing going, my God, my kids are almost ready for university, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Kate is gonna be five uh in I know, less but than she a month. seems so mature now. She like is. like in all three of them seem so mature now. She said, My baby. Yeah, <laughs> she, she calls, calls him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> baby Cole. Yeah. He's baby Cole. <laughs> and she thinks she's the mother. <laughs> she she does. But Having said that, let's let's talk about this whole thing because I, you know, already I had a very dear friend of mine, and he brought up a very legitimate point. He says at a time right now, you know, we're we've uh, the, the whole quarantine thing has really put the brakes on our business, and you know, it's been a struggle. I took a job as a security guard, you right. know, working twelve-hour night shifts to right. make sure we had money, and then you know, and, and he says, you know, like. Uh, you know, I'm not being rude. I'm just asking, like, is this a good choice for you? Right. You know, right now. You know, I think I think everybody in the world would say the same thing. Why in the world would you take a fourth child when your business struggling? Uh, it, the the future is unknown right now. And there's, right. There's two answers for this question in my mind. Right. One is the answer why we did it. Right. And then there's another logical answer that takes care of finances and, and whatnot. The reason we did it is because you felt that God was telling you that we were going to have another child. Well, and I'm going to tell that story. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, okay. Go ahead. Well, and that's the part that either you have faith and you believe or you don't. And drink your coffee while you're... <laughs> <laughs> drink my coffee. Um, over the past... Over a year, even before the girls came back, God has been speaking to me and he told me there was a little boy coming. Now, when you say speaking to you, are you having conversations in the bathroom with God or? It's a feeling. It's a feeling, it's a feeling inside, inside right? of your, you know, it's, it's what we call when you accept Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. And so it's the Holy Spirit inside of you giving you that feeling. And people say that, like, I just have a feeling this is going to happen. I have a feeling. And the more in tune you are with your, you know, with God, the mm -hmm. more you're going to feel the Holy Spirit talking to you. Because it's all there. It's, it's always there. It's just whether or not you pick it up. Right. And so. So what did he tell you? He was, it was very specific. Specific. It was a little boy, and that's why I saved all of Quamaine's clothes, and it's because I knew. And I would bring that up to you, and you're like, God, what no. in the world <laughs> are you thinking? And I'm going, I'm not thinking anything. I'm just telling you what I'm feeling, you know. And, uh, and then the girls came back, uh, what, a little over a year ago, and I was like, okay, now I, I, this is a puzzle because right. obviously this, this was their home. You right. know, God brought them back. Um, and then a year goes by, but the feeling wouldn't go away. And pretty soon, about two months ago, I'm like, you know, I just feel like we missed out on that newborn window because having an infant right now with, with kids that oh, are just gosh. a little bit older than toddlers, you know, yeah. and they're, they're finding their independence. They're, they're into doing cool things and they're, they're just grown up. And so to start over with an infant, there's one thing is our health because we are a little bit older and you know, you with well, a newborn. All of a sudden now I'm older. 
<laughs> I said no, we. No, no, you're right. You're right. No, and it the takes thing a is, toll. The no sleep the, takes a toll. Well, you've we've got three kids already. We started when we got Kumain, he was four months old. Four and a half Ex- months old. Exactly. And, but that that was the only child we had. Right. Now we've got three kids and they're a going concern. Right. And then now to throw a they're, newborn they're in there, They're old enough it. to like, have enough independence to get into all kinds of trouble. Right. <laughs> and be defiant about it. <laughs> yes. And so I had this feeling a couple of months ago. I'm like, it's, it's not going to be a newborn. And I talked to God, which some people might think is weird, but... I don't I'm think like, it's weird. I think what it is is just, uh, you know, if you're a Christian, you believe in God, you understand that. If you don't, it's going to be mysterious and you're going to think, okay, that's weird, right? Right. But prayer is talking to God. Right. And, and I'm like. And what you do is you get a feeling like, you know what? I just feel like there's a little boy coming. Right. And that's basically what it was. And I was like, okay, God, you but know. But then it got more specific. We because, are just about. Because the thing is, is he gave me a name. Right. And that was even before, that was five years ago. Yeah. We were talking about having kids. It was just a concept. We didn't know if we were going to do private adoption, IVF, what it was. But it's just this name and it's a name that I've never really thought about or cared about before and ever concerned, but it was just like Cole was his name. You picked the name Cole for a boy. And this little boy's name is Cole. His name was Cole. And And then on top of that, the true miracle, um, I mean, these are all miracles, but it has been that if you and I were to sit down and make a list of things, of, of prerequisites in order for us to say yes to a child, it was number one, you know, he had to be not an infant anymore because that window yeah. closed. The, and the, not big, one, to, the and, big one was his case has to be basically closed. Right, his, ca- his case, his, you know, in foster are, care. Are, uh, we call it... Uh, Termination of parental they've, rights. They've legally had their parental rights terminated. Right. And so he is available for adoption. Which, for a 19-month-old child, is, is almost, unheard of. almost unheard of. And when that does happen, people already have them in a home that mm-hmm. they adopt them, right. right? And so when we got this email, and it was a 19 month old little boy that parental rights had already been terminated he just needed parents there's nobody else there's no other relatives and the other layer of complexity was is that we adopt the girls on the 12th that is is that next week yes a week from today we we adopt the girls a week from today and at that day we have to decide if we don't take more foster kids we have to give up our license right and so that would close the door presumably forever yeah and that that was why i was talking to god about i'm I'm like why do you keep that feeling in me if we're just about to close our license and how is this going to happen and of course me trying to figure it out like that i i do you do he knows I'm Latin, he knows so Latin. he doesn't take it personal. <laughs> oh my God, here she is again. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like now our license is going to close and how is this going to happen? What am I supposed to do? And, and so basically Gary a week wants before, nothing to do with, with another child and I'm supposed to tell him we're having another one. Like, really? And so, and so we get this call and basically it's all of the above. And, and then on top of that, so the worker... There's the, the call was from the supervisor and she's like, if you guys want more information on him, I can send the worker to call you. Mm-hmm. So they're doing video calls now. So she does a video call with us and she tells us about Cole. We tell her about ourselves and then we hang up. 
About 40 minutes later, she calls back on another video call and she's like, is your husband there? I would like to talk to both of you. I said, sure. So here he comes there and she goes, um, here, here's the thing, you guys. I had already a family picked out for Cole. Uh, my supervisor asked me to call you guys and because she asked me, I have to do it. But I don't know if she, she told no you. Of, she had no of intention of picking in us. Yes. Yeah. And then halfway through the conversation, she said, I felt God telling me. She didn't tell us she was a Christian. She told us this when she was on this call. Right. She said, and then she started crying because we all know if you're a Christian, you know, when you feel the Holy Spirit tell you, you just, it's a, a very deal. emotional, deep experience. And so she's like, I know he's supposed to be there. And then the last piece of the miracle is that he he was staying with the family for the last two months. Um, and they have been an adoptive resource for every single kid they always had in their home. And I was they, talking- they drove up here in a, what, 12 passenger van. Right. <laughs> These are committed people. Right. Well, they have four kids of their own and then yeah. they foster, you know, two, three at a time. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, Anna, because we were texting back and forth. And she goes, Anna, now that you're telling me your story, she goes, now it all makes sense because my husband and I have been an adopted resource for every kid we've always had. And, and we love Cole, but we didn't feel like he was supposed to be ours. And now I hear about all of these events. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I just love how it all mm -hmm. is always like that. And so, and so here's the deal. Yes, these are very tough times. Yes, we already have three kids. You know, yes, yes, yes. But if I take a step back and if I truly have faith and if I truly trust God. God will provide. God will provide and there's a reason why this little boy is supposed to be right, here. Right. And so we know with the girls that when they came to us, we both felt we were supposed to say yes to them. And for the longest time, we didn't even understand why. Now we do. And now we do. They are. Yeah. They were supposed to be our daughters all along, yeah. and Cole and is supposed to boy, be our he son. Got here, and just uh, you know, when you bring a, a a child, you know, it's very traumatic for them to be separated from Imagine. Their, their caregivers. And, yes. and this is the second separation he's had in two months. In two months, right? And so the and first he's just one a little, was for us from a family member that had him since birth. Since birth. And can and, no longer take care of him. Right. And and so it's it's very, very, very traumatic for him because he's very confused. Well, he got here. He never shed a tear, which again is not unusual for the first day. Right. Uh, because they're just afraid and they're, you know, like that, right? And, and they're Kinda numb. Kind of shut and, down yeah, a little they bit. shut down. And, and, uh, but he, right away, the odd thing was, is that he just glommed onto me. Right. Was calling me mommy. He was calling. It was so <laughs> cute because he doesn't. He never had a, a father figure in right. his life. Never had. Yeah. And so, mommy is the caregiver name that right. he knows. So you know, I was and so mommy yesterday. Terry was mommy yesterday. <laughs> oh, it was so. But cute. the thing is, he wanted me to hold. Like he he didn't want to lay down for a nap. Yeah. So he wanted me to hold him. So yeah. I held him, and then I he slept went into you. our room, yeah. and he slept on my shoulder the whole time. Yeah. And he was just glued to me. And then yeah. today, now he's bonding more with you. But he's yeah. But he loves his his brothers and sisters, and they love him. Yeah. You know, we we got them ready. We know we explained that they're going to have to help 
help out little Cole and like that. Yeah. Komain has a hard time because he doesn't understand because Komain's the youngest. Yes. And he doesn't understand why Cole doesn't want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like Komain. He, he, he can't he's talk. got like one word vocabulary, and it just happens to be mummy today, you know. So it's like, he knows mummy, yeah. please, and bye bye. Yeah, so lower far, your expectations a little bit, son. It'll be okay, you know. But but he like he's all like Komain is all boy. Yes, I always say if 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 you want to be a parent, if you want to raise daughters, you need to have a psych degree, and even then you're you're baked. Mm-hmm. If you want to raise boys. You need to know the fastest way to get to the nearest <laughs> hospital. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and and it's like these kids, like, what were they leaping off of yesterday? Oh my gosh. Every today, day. Today they're leaping off our bed. Yes. Right Backwards. Backwards. Yeah. And head first. Yeah. And they're just oh, this is like, oh my God. And, and but they're both the same way. They yes. were on the beanbag chair yesterday. That's what around. he was, yes. And Cole is big like you would think this kid is two and a half yeah he's a big thick solid kid so it's great because emma was running and kind of like knock him over and he did not no, he, he fell got, off the bed yeah, he got off <laughs> he starts sliding and then he like kind of fell on the floor and he just kind of dusted off and yeah. got up but him and Quamain were just in heaven yeah. together both wearing their new pj mask uh, pajamas PJs, yes and uh, so, so anyway, it, it's it's working out great. I think it's it's going to be, and honestly, it's 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 not. It's a little bit more work, but it's not a lot financially. Yeah, you know, you get a small stipend every month from the government, for, and and honestly, we've got all of Comain's clothes. Right, will fit him. It's a, a few special needs and stuff like that, but but basically he's covered, like financially he's covered. So it's not a financial burden on us now. Right, financial covers burden. food or anything. So it's yeah, really, like uh, it's just whether or not we want to do that. Right. And and I didn't have any doubt. Like when we got that call, and it was so funny because doing the podcast, I thought there's no way in yeah. the world. No, when I came in and I'm like, I just got a call and you just rolled your eyes. You're like, no. Yeah. And then I told you everything, but I think what really changed you was when we talked to the worker Yeah. and everything. And then when she called back, because even like during the call, Terry wasn't like bending over backwards. Like he was just like, you know, these are our terms yeah. and these are the only, this is the only way we'll accept it. No, what it was it. is okay if it's not going to be this way. Like if we have to agree to some ridiculous terms where we have to travel to for visits for some remote family member or something like, no, we're not, we're not. Right, we can't do that to can't our commit family. to that because we've got three other little kids and our three other little kids, uh, you know, it, it, whatever changes come have to accommodate them. They're already here. We have a responsibility to them. We have to make sure we're accommodating their needs and, you know, like that, that this this doesn't take anything away from our family. It actually adds to our family. And right. honestly, it was the best thing ever because the girls sleep together in their room. Yeah. Quamaine sleep, sleep, slept alone in his room. Right. He is losing his mind because he's got a little brother in his room to, yeah. talk, to you know, yeah. like that. So he's so Pretty happy. Pretty soon you'll be having somebody to talk to right yeah. now. Yeah. He's like, why doesn't he talk back? Yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> so he's not saying a lot. But, but anyway. Silent type. So we're, uh, we're no longer a family of three kids were a family of four and and this will be this is it the intention is this is permanent god is no not talking to me about any other kids there yeah, well. <laughs>
<laughs> I can tell you but right honestly, now. Honestly, it's been it's brought more balance and harmony to our home than I believe that three kids is an odd number where you always have somebody left out. See, one when you have one, you're their playmate. Playmate, yes. And and it can be exhausting. And yeah. it, I think it's hard on the kid. When you have two, you become a referee. <laughs> when you have three even more so because there's always the odd one of out. them there's going to yeah. be two boys or two girls one of the one of the two and you're and the the they will always like emma and Komain, how they play a certain way they play a certain way and they're best buddies because they're kind of at the same level katie's older yes so katie has a tendency to pick on them Mm -hmm. right and try to be the boss and they don't like her being the boss so it's always friction right well then all of a sudden then it's the girls all of a sudden now against the boys right, right. so so this is just a continuous rolling right what not not a what do you call it novella <laughs> <laughs> the, the latin uh <laughs> yes. on telemundo the latin yes. soap opera yes it's just constant all the time and now that that he's here everybody wants to look after the baby right but also they play with you so there's never somebody that is not with a play somebody's always playing with somebody yeah. yeah and so it's just really it's loud even in a couple of days it has made a difference yeah it's loud but they're so happy like mm -hmm. we went to the park last night and they were just all so happy you know? yeah yeah so anyway why do we want to be foster parents <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uh and especially i'm 60 i'll be 61 in what a month yep month and a about. half mm -hmm. and and i look at that and i go like oh my god but the truth is i'm more focused now more driven now and i look at it at this point in my life at 61 i've got more wisdom and experience than i've ever had um i i know my limitations I know what I want and what I don't want. And I've never been in a better place. Like there's, ne there's not a time in my life I'd like to go back to, oh, I wish I was 35 again. I, I would not want that. I love being 60 years old. I love it. You know, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, the only thing was before everything, like I like to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it's not that I'm a workaholic. What it is, is I just like to create things. Right. Right. Uh, I love my days off, but if it's if it's if it's a day off and you're not doing anything, I want to go do a photo shoot with you because it's just such an awesome experience. Right? Yeah, you're not a guy that just likes to just yeah. Let's go hiking. Like, around. I, know, I don't serial watch. Last time we serial watched anything was when we got our dogs. What was that? Eight years ago? Seven years ago? Seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. we serial watched the on the couch to bond with the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> West Wing. We watched West Wing beginning and end, uh, but. I, I, I could care less about TV. I could care less about the news. Um, I, I, I want to go hiking or let's go scuba diving or let's do something, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, so for me, it's just, this is incentive to keep my mind sharp. I'm reading, uh, I'm averaging four audiobooks a week right now. Wow. Plus I just set up a brand new business. That's almost ready to go. Um, revamping blessed bodywear and we made some major changes there that we'll announce soon that's all all of this has happened during quarantine mm -hmm. and and so it's just been uh so having these little ones for me as an older guy it's uh 
okay, I want to get my, you know, I'm not afraid of the rubber glove up the butt. You know, I want to make sure my prostate's in good shape and I want to make, you know, all the, want to yeah, make sure all the plumbing's healthy, working and yeah. everything's good. And yeah. I want to train now, you know, I've been out running and boxing again and, and doing my thing. Right. And I, I want to be active. I want to be, I want to be here. I want to be here and I want to see them graduate high school and I want to see them, you know, fall in love and help them through all that minefield. And, and I want to be, I want to be relevant in their life. I don't right. want to watch them doing stuff. I right. want to be doing it with them, you know? Right. And, and, uh, and I'd love to see, I'd love to see grandkids, you know, I'd love to see them get married and have grandkids. I want to be here for that. So I'm setting a goal. Like I'm thinking 110, 120, somewhere in there, I'll check out. But <laughs> I think before that, it's not going to be before hundred. Good. I don't see any point. That, you know, you're right. That's just the easy way out. And so. you already said that the last and 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 if anything i'll say this whatever you say in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> it happens seems to come true so you said it twice Maybe god subscribes to our podcast maybe i wouldn't be surprised but the thing is is i think if you make that choice and for me it's it's not like oh god now i have to do this it's not that it's no now i get to do this yeah you know and and if you just if you're a parent, I think you understand this. If you're really plugged into your kids and you're really looking at the wonder of your kids. And this is the difference, I think, being a dad when you're 60 as opposed to when I was first a father at 18. Right. At 18, you just don't want to be tied down. Right. You know, and you're, how in the heck am I going to provide for this kid? And, you, you know, right. and you just you don't miss know. on a lot. Yeah, of and you know everything about everything. Right. Right. And nobody can tell you anything, you know. And then I realized at 61, I don't know, you know, crap from putty this morning. Why my windows keep falling out, right? Right. But you just realize there's so much more to learn. And I've got such a thirst for knowledge now. And, and that's really how we approach this is I look at these kids and I've seen so many generations come and go now mm -hmm. that you realize that that day that you're there with your kid and you go and do this thing that can shape their lives from from that day forward so true you know if i take an hour with quamaine I, I remember when we first got emma emma wouldn't speak yeah she never made a noise and i took her to vaughn's one day just her and i yeah when she I, came back yeah when she came back when last she came year back. yeah and i took her to vaughn's put her in the shopping cart and all of a sudden she started talking and Anna, she would not stop talking. <laughs> yeah. and this kid said more in that than she had the year or the whole year before of right. her whole life. Right. And she hasn't stopped talking since. Yeah. And it just brought her out of her shell. You know, now I'll take and just spend it, uh, some time and snuggle with Katie. Mm -hmm. And she's a different kid. Yeah. And I, and I think of that and I think, okay, what else could I be doing that is more important than that? Yeah. Shaping and when you can take shape your life. Yeah. I mean, if you're married and you're in a relationship, you know what it's like, mm -hmm. sit down and talk to your spouse and you go, okay, Hey, maybe we need to make improvements in this area. Mm -hmm. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. You know, but with a kid, you know, you, you can teach them and, you know, well, just like shaped, uh, shaped your lives and Quamaine was having tantrums yes. and you taught him how to say, hey, you need, you don't need to have tantrums. Well, what happens? He had shot his little, you bought him a little airplane. It goes on this spring thing. looks like a gun and he shoots yeah. it and it takes off and flies and it landed yeah. up on top of the cupboards. Right. And so he's crying like, Oh, he can't get his, I said, honey, what's the problem? And he says, okay. And I says, okay, from now on, don't cry. Don't get upset. I said, just come to me and say, dad, we have a problem. Yeah. And then you tell me what the problem is. And then you and I'll look at that problem. So I went and I says, well, gosh, Quamaine, 
I got an idea. Let's go get the broom and see if we can get it down. Yeah. So we go and get the broom and then we're making a big deal of it. You know, like, oh, oh, almost got it. Oh, oh, and he's laughing and having fun. And then it fell down in there. I handed it to him and that's it. And I says, okay, there, we just solved the problem. And I said, next time you have a problem, you just come tell daddy we have a problem and yeah. then you and I will solve the problem together. And he's okay. Yeah. Well, ever since then, yeah. <laughs> you know, he comes up, dad, we have a problem. It's so cute. <laughs> but yeah, that's a life lesson right there. But he has an issue with his confidence if he can't get something the first time perfect yeah he loses his confidence and this is helping him regain his confidence and teaching him to problem solve right you know what i mean and and so i look at that and i think how is that going to serve him throughout his life and how's it going to serve him when he's got children there's nothing more I want to do than mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and at this point in my life i've got so much to offer a child mm-hmm I, like I and that's why they're here I think four is our limit <laughs> oh yes four is our limit yeah yeah but I mean I wish there was a thousand you know I wish there was enough of me to to have more yeah because I don't bother and this is the funny thing because I was the guy I was an only child myself you know I love solitude I love quiet you know I'm that guy if you stuck me on a desert island I'd be happy mm -hmm. the one guy that would flourish there mm -hmm. and uh, and yet and this place is just a three ring circus every day. Yeah. And I love it. You know, I'm, I enjoy when they go down for a nap, but I'm ready for them to get up when they get up. You right. Know? And, and it's just because you can make, you can do something so meaningful. Yes. Your life can actually have meaning. Every little stupid lesson you ever learn in your life can have meaning mm -hmm. with a small child. So true. And if you love on them and you build that trust and that rapport with them and you play with them and you tickle them and you laugh and you do silly things, play hide and go seek and all that kind of stuff. When you go to teach them a lesson, they just lap it up. They just, they, they want to do whatever you're doing. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's awesome. And, and I was the guy that didn't want to have kids. And <laughs> you were the one. I'm not saying you're nothing. that Latin woman. That, I'm not saying that, anything. <laughs> push forward anyway and it's the greatest i never thought i would be you know raising four kids like the first one was already a a shock not just for me but for many people especially my family i don't think yeah. they ever thought that i, I know, would have they were kids when we got the girls we we told your mom and dad and yeah. they were just happy for us because oh, they see you so like happy. the first thing your mom wrote me um offline just straight to me yeah and she said chi chi is such a good mother you know Aww. you guys are gonna do well and and you know it's just we didn't have that support initially because yeah. they were worried. They weren't they were. sure that you could be a mother, you know, <laughs> and you are, you're an incredible mother. I was a little spoiled mom. princess before. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to do it without a couple maids at least? But here I am. <laughs> but the kids has, has been the greatest gift that you and God have ever given me as these kids. Cause I, I'm just so happy. You know, I go to work and I work six at night till six in the morning on the days that I work. And I come home, and if I get three hours, it's always between three and four hours, and that's all I get when I'm working. And and I'm just never grumpy, never in a bad mood, never. I yeah, just, it's true. I just want to be with those kids and want to be with you, and I just it's just so much life and so much wonderful thing. If you're an old fart and you're got this beautiful young woman that you're married to that wants to have kids, by all means do it because it'll change your life. 
It's the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> Somebody's going to be writing you and saying, I can't believe you told me to do that. <laughs> and their wife are going to see, see, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> Actually, the guy that my boss at the security company, I was talking to him and his wife the other night. She was on him about, about no being way. a foster parent. Yeah, he's trying to get out of it. And I was like, dude. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple days with another episode of Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. God bless you.